I cannot live knowing that I stood with you, but did not support you. I hope you feel the same, because for the next four months, we live or die by the sword standing next to us, to the left or to the right. There are no individuals here. You do not stand alone. I am proud to stand before you. This pride is not for my position, but that I stand before good men. The courtyard remained silent. He had hoped there would at least be one person who would voice some form of agreement. So much for an inspirational speech. Group leaders, gather your men. See that your group is outfitted properly and ready for travel. Report to your respective sergeant by midday for further orders. Everything must be completed by tonight. As for tomorrow, spend time with your families and friends. Tomorrow is your day. It is your graduation. Soak it up before we leave after that. He turned to Devon. Dismiss the troops. His eyes focused from Devon to the inner courtyard and the castle's garden. Alice leaned against the wall behind the gate. Arise stood behind her. Levant could tell that she wanted to stand with the others. It was her troop, too. He locked eyes with her. Something was different. Her fire seemed faint with a sense of longing. That longing broke into despair. She turned and ran away. His first impulse was to run after her. Zoas grabbed Levant's shoulder. Let her go, Lee. It seems that I don't have a choice. He watched her close the door into the castle. How are your men doing? They're scared. This is going to be a rough way to start. He turned to Zoaz. Here was a friend he cared greatly for. If there was any way he could have left Zoaz in Lake City, he would have. Then, maybe, at least one of them can make an atonement offering. How are you doing? Zoaz puffed out his chest. I'm good. No fear at all? Zoaz made a dramatic pose, straightened his hair, and smiled. Would it do any good? Levant was not impressed. Probably not. No, it wouldn't. Tomorrow isn't here yet. Why worry about it when I have this day? That was an amusing thought. Was it possible to be that carefree? And what do you plan to do? Follow your orders, sir. Zoaz snapped a quick attention and salute. I'm visiting Hannigan's when my men are packed and ready. You should come with me. Lydia was asking about you last night. Levant couldn't. I don't have it in me today. There were too many pressing issues weighing on his heart. Zoaz playfully pushed Levant. You've smitten her heart. You know that. I was drunk. And your point? Any exuberance Zoaz had faded into concern. Levant pulled away. It wasn't real. It was time to grow up. Maybe, just maybe he finally knew what he wanted. A day late and a shekel short, he cringed with the realization that he would be parted from Alice. The moment had passed. What does that have to do with anything? Zoaz flustered in apprehension. Adonai has laws against it. Laws which you already broke. Zoaz's voice hardened. Will not breaking them again give you absolution? No. Right then. So I'll see you there later tonight. No. 
Zoaz's agitation grew. Who did Levant think he was? He certainly wasn't better than Zoaz. It's too late to play a little friar good boy. Maybe Adonai will have mercy. Come on, Zo. Don't you think about that? We could be dead in a week's time. This coming from you? Levant looked back to the door. He wanted to see Alice regardless of the king's wishes. Anything for this conversation to end. Zoaz wouldn't listen. He was too busy thinking of Hannigan's dark shadows. Zoaz circled around to stand between Levant and the door. No, you don't. Do you think I look forward to death? No. Nor do I look forward to your death. I know what you've gone through. I felt the same when I left home. Do you think you're the only outcast that considered jumping off the city wall? I spent many nights up there in serious contemplation of it.